live. 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 Alex strains to fight the smile back, but I still get there. <laughs> Welcome everybody to Casa Live this week. We do have some special guests that we will be bringing on in just a few minutes. But uh, thank you everybody for joining us today. Uh, we're going to be having a discussion about DIY, do it yourself, all the ins and outs, uh, lots of good questions, hopefully lots of good answers for people out there curious about DIY, just getting into it, or what is next for DIY. Uh, and hopefully that we can provide some good resources for people as well. Uh, so thank you for joining us today. I see you out there in chat. Neff, Mr. QTube, first name Fa. <laughs> so is that Mr. Fa Q? See what I did there? <laughs> uh, what they did there. Uh, I can't get yelled at because it's their name. You see that? <laughs> John Haymakers in chat. Mallory Gates, welcome. Daytime Frank is here. Though by Apathy Miller, Janine. Timmons is here. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in and joining us today. Uh, Alex, as far as legislation goes, that'll be at the end of the hour. Uh, what uh, what states do, What states are we talking about this week? Yep, we'll take the last uh, five, 10 minutes of the show and go through the legislative rundown. We're going to talk about Alaska, that's SB 45, Colorado, uh, the flavor ban there, Hawaii, uh, another bill, several bills in Hawaii, um, uh, but uh, something we've been following for a while. And um, I don't know that, I don't think we've talked about the bill in Indiana much, um, yeah. but, uh, just to note that, that a bill did pass in Indiana. And, uh, it's actually not a bad thing. So we'll get back to that. Okay, awesome. Well, I guess without, uh, without further ado, we can get into this week's deep dive and bring our special guests in. Everybody ready? You guys ready? Have you braced do, yourselves? Do got your popcorn, thing. got your drink, got your, <laughs> got your batteries all charged. All right. Let's get right into it. Here we go. This week, we are joined by two DIY experts, Jen Winstead and Mr. Wayne Walker from DIY or Die. How are you both doing today? What's up? I'm good chilling doing good doing good <laughs> doing good doing good i i have not had the pleasure to of really speaking to either of you in a, in a long time so i'm happy that you're both here and i'm it sounds like none of us have really chatted in a real long time so thank yeah. you both uh for for joining us today to to get into some diy stuff i hear that's your guys's thing a <laughs> little bit just a yeah. little bit i dabble I, I dabble. I dabble in the world of DIY. Uh, I might go a little overboard. Just a little. Yeah, I, I'm I having a little stash one or, two, one or two bottles behind you, Jen. Seems just, like you've got maybe couple. just a few flavors to work with here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jen, we'll, we'll just start with you. Uh, tell our, our viewers and, and listeners a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and uh, and how you got into this whole DIY world. And then we'll we'll pass the buck right over to Wayne. Um, well, I started vaping in 2010 and, uh, be 2009 was actually the first time I vaped, but I didn't get into it till like 2010. And back then, you know, we were in the ego pens and flavors weren't that great. And it was really hard. Everything came in 18 milligrams, 24 milligrams. I started at 24 milligrams and those little itty bitty bottles that you could buy. And it was really hard to find something that was the right nicotine, not harsh, and that would 
that the power in the device would be able to give me what I needed to stay off cigarettes. Um, I had a lot of sensitivities and, you know, I don't know why, but back then there was a, when you were vaping fruit, a lot of it was orange based. I've come to learn through DIY that I'm actually very sensitive to the citric notes. So that's why I didn't like those. So, um, one day I just, uh, I just decided to go on, what was that website that was, um, back in the day it was it was um ecf or? ecf ecf yes and i found ecf and on ecf everybody was talking about diy and flavors from europe and and they there wasn't a lot here in the states yet so i decided to place my first order everything came from england and um wow. i got my i got my just a couple of flavors and then i decided you know not the way to go guys i went to i think it was michael's or something or even walmart and oh. i picked the brand flavor yeah <laughs> those and are I big on ucf and i decided to put watermelon the loran's watermelon that was still colored and all that good happy core stuff into the nicotine base that i had and back then 48 milligrams was the thing so that was mm -hmm. the max that you could get Right. Um, and I, and it was easy. I mean, I started DIY would be before there were scales. There was no calculators. Everything was on an actual handheld calculator, um, trying to divide the stuff. So it was super easy for me to take a 10 mil bottle. Let's say this is 10 mils and I would fill it up to here with the 48 milligrams. Actually, I would put the flavors till about here, eyeballing it. Then I would fill up up to here with nicotine and then i would just top it up with bg and call it a day so i know it was about 24 milligrams dangerous oh. things to do guys don't do that um <laughs> but that's how that's how i started so so you're telling us that you've come a long way well i'm telling you that it was necessity back then sure, and there yeah. wasn't the tools that there are now that make it so much easier for your average diyer for a normal person to start doing what I do and what Wayne makes it super easy because he has tutorials, he has a website, he, you can learn a lot from him. Yeah, that's, that's exactly why we have you both on today is to, to hopefully get some people uh, feeling less, you know, uncertain or shaky getting into DIY as a as an option for them. So look, if yeah. I did it the way I did it and I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the way For to put sure. it. I lived through that, you know? And it's yeah. funny that I, you mentioned the thing about citric, citrus. And that, to me, that tang, that citric flavor is just the bomb. I, I look for that. I hate those flat fruit flavors that don't have that tang. And so I look for the citrus flavor. Just shows you the variety of why this variety is needed, you know, why we need I, all I mean, I like flavors. citrus. It's just because I'm sensitive, mm. I have to literally own every single orange that has ever been made to find one that I can vape without it hurting my throat. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I was trying to find the peach that actually had some tang and wasn't this flat bland peach candy with the perfume flavor. So yeah, I'm, I'm there with your sister. I know. So <laughs> there you go. There are peaches that are perfect <clears throat> for that tang that you're looking for that I can't use. Yeah. Logan, Logan was talking about that thing. Stuff. Yeah. And ECF, which is e-cigaretteforum.e-cigarette-forum.com for anybody listening and watching, um, is still around. And Kasai actually still has a, a 
space on there. We still post there, believe it or not. I was not. actually so. just going to ask if ECF was still like a, mm -hmm. a happening spot these days. It's not happening, but it's still around. It's and still I would there. say that it's a good source. I'm glad that it's still there because who knows if we're going to need to go back to that someday. I actually went back in it and I logged in and I had an old name on there that God knows where I'm not using that. So I had to go through a whole process of sending emails so that they can help me change my name and just make it my name. Who the hell's going to find me under that other stupid nickname I made up back in the day? <laughs> um, and, you know, I figured maybe someday we'll be back on ECF. Yeah. Hopefully not. Right. Hopefully not. But hopefully it is there still if we do. We do need it. Yeah, absolutely. Wayne. We'll pass the uh, the mic over to you. The floor is yours. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this this wild world of DIY. What's up, everyone? Um, I I started pretty early, um, a little bit after Jen, because my dad got me into it. My dad was like, I still credit him as like the first vapor. I have never seen vaping before anyone did it before him or anything like that. He he was out there doing it so long ago. I don't even remember when he started, but. Um, I got into it once he got like his first mod and I was like pretty interested in that. Uh, I was always like a techie kind of guy. So I, I thought it was pretty interesting and I smoked cigarettes at the time. Um, and then maybe a couple years after that, I was really invested in vaping. I really enjoyed everything around vaping. And, um, I decided to just try to make my own e-liquid. I studied up on it. ECF was the place to go. Um, as well as vaping underground. Those are two spots that I think were I remember that. very popular. And I spent like a couple hundred bucks, got a bunch of ingredients in and, and just, I kind of got into it. I kind of wanted to just be a part of vaping because it was just so fun when it was coming up and it was such a alluring sort of, um, it was just like an alluring thing to me and I wanted to be a part of it. And I found that I really enjoyed like the crafting aspect of it. Of it. Sorry, guys. Uh, for those that are watching on my channel, I might have to end it because it's like lagging. I don't know what's going on, but just hop over on Kasa. Um, but yeah, so um, I got into it uh, in that manner. To it, it was sort of a way to to get into vaping, but also it was just it just seemed like a much more cost effective, more fun aspect to what was going on. I mean, juice at this time was really expensive too. It was like. You were spending like $15 for 15 mils. It wasn't cheap for like the premium e-liquid. And um, this was before like Mount Baker started selling like 120 mil bottles for an affordable price. This was, this was like when there was really only premium e-liquid or like shop juice. So I figured to just try it out and I, I kind of fell in love with it. And I saw an avenue um, to really kind of grow in the industry. And I, I took that route. And I think it was just like a nice natural pathway for me, which is kind of how I enjoyed it. Right on. And the rest is history, I guess, <laughs> from there. Yeah. Uh, we don't have, well, we've got Wayne's um, tag up, DIY or die, uh, if anybody is interested in, in following Wayne on social media um, as well. Jen, what is your uh, what is your tag for people if you wanted to throw it out there for people to find you as well? I just figured I'd, I'd get it out there now. Just Jennifer Winstead, Jennifer DeSanglis Winstead, but you'll have to find me in the groups because I no longer have a YouTube channel. I don't I, I don't have my own thing anymore. I am just part of the community. I'm here to help, but I'm not in one place. You could 
probably find me no matter which DIY group you're in. <clears throat> I'm in all of them. So you can just. What are you on Twitter now? You're E Juice Fairy still, right? Yeah. And I don't, and I don't use Twitter that often no. anymore. More now, Facebook? Yeah. I'm on the Fed book. Mostly because Twitter was with the, all the vaping stuff going on was giving me major anxiety yeah, and I had that. to step away uh, for a little while. It was just, it was always dinging. I was at work. I'm ADD as hell. So, I mean, I couldn't work during the day and hear all the dingings and not pay attention. So, so I had to step away yeah. from the Twitter. Yeah, I, I feel you. And I mean, there's a, there's a lot to be said about, you know, um, the, the, the space right now and, and everything around vaping and, and as far as anxiety or, you know, um, burnout and stuff like that goes it's definitely uh there's a lot to be said about it for sure um so i guess i did put wayne's i just put wayne's uh link in the chat and we will put it in the description and i'm in wayne's group i'm in diy or dies group twos um what yeah. is it called again it's diy or die facebook uh, group vaping uh, thing. uh the mixer collective the mixer collective yeah you'll I'll need a link because it's private so i'll put uh, i'll give you guys the link okay yeah if you throw it in the chat i can throw it on the Public. that's like where that's like the uh hub of like where we convene i guess is the facebook group and so, so if you're in his group you can always just tag me i do <clears throat> watch his videos on friday i don't talk a lot because a lot of times i just have it on in the background but sometimes you can tag me and i can pop in and answer questions but wayne is a great resource he is fantastic i don't know how he's done it all these years but he keeps on going and going and going like the Ever ready money? Is that ever ready or Duracell? What is it? Duracell. Duracell. There you go. I'm putting the Facebook group link into the chat. I mean, I've watched Wayne be a go from a kid to a married man, no, to a guy with a business, to a married man, to now being a daddy and now growing his hair long. Oh my god! But he was—he was a legal kid. We're gonna say that he was well, legal. I mean, you're right. He was. To you and I, they're all kids, but he was over twenty-one. But he was yeah. still in my head. You know, he's only a couple years older than my son. Oh no, I'm there with you. I understand. They're all—they're they, all babies. They're all kids. It's okay, I'm—I'm yeah. I'm the youngest board member at Casa, so I catch a lot of hell for being the the young buck. The baby. You know? Oh yeah. yeah, well, yeah. I don't Danielle was stoked because she was the baby for a while until I came along and now she's <laughs> like, nah, nah, it's you. You know. I think for a man, as soon as they, you guys get married and have kids, that's it. You guys aren't babies anymore. Your kids now get everything and you've lost all rights to being I know. I have a 12 year old and I'm still the baby. <laughs> that you know? doesn't mean they grow up. <laughs> You're right. Oh well. Anyway. That's all right. I take it as we were, I was just talking the other day about getting carded, you know, and when I, I, I used to get carded more when I was younger than I do now and I'm okay with it. But every now and again, I'll get carded at a place that I'll have a big sign up. It'll be like, if you look under 40, we have to card you and then I'll get carded. And I'm like, well, hang on now. It's still a little ways away from me, but oh well Mallory Anyways, says, Logan, you just need to dye your hair gray and you'll fit right i just out. need to well there's not much <laughs> left of it to dye you guys it is rapidly falling out i don't have the luscious locks that wayne or alex have over here so alex recently cut all his off but i did okay, wait now wayne's gonna have to explain this comment that he's vaping wolf says i swear wayne spoke and some bum fluff hit me in the face from nowhere what does that mean I have no idea. I couldn't <laughs> even fathom. I was wondering if this was like an inside thing. I don't know. No, I don't know what bum fluff is. 
when Wayne first started in DIY and he started his channel, he was young, right? So he was still very, um, he still had a lot of street talk in there and he didn't care. And he was just very, he was very raw. You know what I mean? He has totally grown up on youtube <laughs> i know it's it is that. crazy how long i've been doing it and like looking back at like the first iteration of diy or die it's like diy or die has went through many different phases and where it is now is like a far cry from what it used to be but he started in his mom's kitchen wow he was living at home when he started his channel so yeah. this is this is actually a good segue into an actual question for you guys um you know you guys have both been doing this obviously for a while i mean it's it's decade right for both of you yeah. uh decade ish i mean have you seen as the regulations are taking effect as the you know as the screws are being turned have you seen sort of corresponding influxes of people into you know your channels your groups and, and interest in diy coming up so you know this is something that i've really kind of wondered about since i got into doing DIY and I, it's like, there's always been ebbs and flows in the industry. There's always been the threat of like overregulation and correction. What I've found, unfortunately, is that it doesn't necessarily translate. So I'll, I'll always get like a slight bump in traffic when like a city goes under or like a flavor ban gets enacted. I'll see a slight bump in traffic from those areas. But for the most part, it just seems like they just leave the community altogether. It doesn't mm. seem like there's like a real stronghold on because uh, you know in in diy a lot of people think of diy as like this like very sort of intricate process like hobbyist style thing but for i would say like 80 to 90 percent of diyers it's really not that it's just they buy their one flavoring that they really enjoy they get their the bottle of juice that they like for whatever reason they diy maybe it's because they want a specific nicotine level maybe like a 2.5 rather than a three which is like my dad um, or they just don't like things that are overly sweetened, which there was a problem of just like everything in the market had sweetener and it was just too sweet. And a lot of people didn't like that. So there was a, there's a huge segment of that population in, uh, in DIY that it seems like once they don't have access to it, I don't know if they go back to smoking. I don't know if they just kind of quit vaping altogether, but it, I would say maybe about like 20% translate into diy where, where the other percentage it just seems like i don't know because it seems like in all of the vaping groups that the numbers just go down after every sort of hit you know there's not much of like a there's not much of like a flow of of traffic from where these people go which is unfortunate i've tried my best to really capitalize on that and to say look there is a it's a lot easier than you think you don't have to get as nerdy as we do with it um and and you know you can still feel like there's a community here um, but it seems like it's just tough to kind of grasp onto those people once they're already on like those sidelines to kind of keep them in. It's, it's tough. So that's why I, like, I legislation and stuff like that really, it just hurts it overall. And, and I really think that it's a little bit of it is the learning curve. They're coming in expecting those super sweet, super strong flavors. And um, they don't. And they're realize. expecting recipes that, you know, like a team have put together or a recipe that has been worked on for like, a year or two, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not just like, I'm just going to get into it in a week and craft, you know, something like a Bova's bounty or something, you know what I mean? Like they're just not going to get like those all day vapes as quickly as possible. Cause that, that's something that I've been focusing more on now is like focusing on these things that we call all day vapes, right? Something that you just, it, it's not like the perfect thing, but it's something that you enjoy. It's comfortable to you. You can always go back to it. You don't get sick of it. 
right? It's like a satisfying thing. And I feel like that is where most people, that's what they really want from, from a vape is just for it to be satisfying and nothing more really. You just want it to satisfy whatever, whatever it is that you have. And, um, yeah, I think there was a lot of, in DIY, there was a lot of like, let's make the most intricate flavors. Let's make the best flavors. Cause we're nerds. Like we're very, I don't know. We kind of get so into it. We forget that it's really all about satisfaction and just feeling like you got your, you, you got what you came to get, you know, it's not, it's nothing more than that. Yeah. And for me, I mean, you got to figure a lot of times because it was a craft for me for a long time. So it was something I was doing for fun. It was crafty. And I've, at this point, I've gone backwards. So now I'm perfectly happy with three flavors, a little bit of sweetener and a little bit of chill in my MTL. And then I have two or three recipes that are creamy that I use in my sub ohm, which I have set that thing down somewhere and can't find it, but that's okay. I got this. Um, and, and I think that when it comes down to it, that's what a vapor needs. It's just something satisfying. Wayne is doing a great job with that. I've seen his last few um, videos on Fridays where he's live mixing and he's trying to keep it as simple as possible. I've always been super intricate, trying to find those little notes everywhere because that was with my sub ohm. But since I started doing a lot more MTL, it's a lot easier for me to do three or three flavors, a little bit of coolant, and a little bit of very little sweetener yeah. in MTL. And, and I think it could be as simple as that, especially with people coming off of off of um, disposables or pods and stuff like that. I mean, well, I've been vaping since 2009 myself, and I I had the same flavor for the last four years. Yeah. Same thing, same strength. You know, I, I just didn't see any reason to change it. And it was just perfect. You know, I have my coffee and it just accented with my coffee perfectly. And that's all I needed. And to be honest, yeah. after a while, you don't even taste it. So, you know, and I've been, I've been vaping that long. And then now I can't get a hold of it anymore because right. they're out of Texas. I'm in Wisconsin shipping ban, you know, and my local store can't get it because, I don't know, Wisconsin has a tax or something. But they can get it in Michigan. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so that that totally resembles me. I mean, I and, and I should have known. All day vape. My husband and my son vape like that. So for the last 10, 12 years, both of them have vaped the same exact thing every single day. I can just make a huge one shot of it and make it for them. And they don't want to change. And if God forbid I change their strawberry because I'm running low on one, they can tell the difference. I mean, think how people smoke who change their flavors of their cigarettes all the time, you know, right. so, I mean, for the average person. I did. I was the guy that always had like did some you? like weird, like green, green and black camel <laughs> box. That was like neon. It's, I don't know. I was, I, I enjoy the variety of it. I, to me, it's not so much of, about that. I mean, I do have like an all day vape and I do have like my, you know, my uh, safety flavors, but I do safety like the variety flavor? of it as well. What's a, yeah, what's like, a safety flavor? Like a, the flavor that you just don't get sick of, you know, you can oh. always rely on it to just be a satisfying experience. And, um, and I think for most people, most people just kind of have their one thing that they really enjoy. And I'm trying to show people that you can still, you can still get that. It's still possible to get that. There's no lack of ingredients out there. There's more, actually more of an abundance. When we first started, there weren't that many flavoring companies and now there's too many flavoring that's companies. True. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good segue going into some of the questions about getting stuff, you know, um, yeah. not, especially since I mentioned the, the mail bans and stuff like that. And I'm sure that's gotta be 
for new people getting into doing DIY, as far as them getting supplies, what would you recommend that they do? Because it is hard to get just pre-made stuff now. So what would you, what are you recommending? I mean, as far as you can say, cause I know that we don't want to get into <laughs> too into detail. Yeah. What, where would um, you send people to for things like nicotine? So for, for, uh, for nicotine, um, you essentially, you can't really buy it. The, the, you just can't really buy it right now. Um, there are places you can go to get it, but they're just, you're just going to have to rely on friends and family because uh, anyone correct me if I'm wrong, but you can, you can ship nicotine or any nicotine product to a friend. Like if you need, Hey, I need like 30 mils of something and someone has a large supply of it. There's nothing stopping you from doing that. And you can ship that through the mail. Correct. Am I, am I Alex? correct on that? <laughs> yeah. Peer to peer shipments, you know, friend to friend. What is it? Uh, USPS. There's a limit on USPS. It's like 10, 10 lightweight packages per month. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, yeah, I, I, I can ship something to you and vice yeah. versa. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the best resources for that, and this is what I've been telling people since, you know, these big bands have been put into place, but you want to get embedded in the community. You just want to, you know, have a, have a good community base. The Facebook forum that they just posted is a great place. I have a Discord group. Um, and then that's going to be your, your, your sort of safest route. And then all the other ingredients, your flavorings, your VG, your PG, you can still purchase those freely at any flavoring retailer. Uh, the ones that I use is like Bull City Flavors, um, uh, Flavor Jungle on the West Coast. There's places in the EU that you can get from like Chef's Flavors. And um, I mean, those are non-nicotine. They're not, they're not even vapable products, to be honest. They're just, you know, components. They're just, um, they're just ingredients that you can pick up. And then the rest, like bottles and stuff, get them on Amazon. You know, there's a, uh, it's, it's. All the other components are very easily, they're affordable, they're, they're, they're quick to get to you. Um, just sourcing, you know, that additive that I like to call it. I don't call it the N-word anymore, I call it additive. Uh, additive. Yeah. Oh, okay, we've got code, guys. Yeah. We've got code now. Okay. You might not want to use the are. N-word. You might not want to use the N-word. You might want, right. I don't know, a different type of word. So and, just And then, and then I was just saying, to start, you don't even need to buy bottles. You can take the bottles of what you already have there, rinse it out, and use that for your first couple just so that you have some way to start without spending the money. Especially yeah. if you have glass bottles. I don't even know if they have glass bottles anymore. I will caution you, though. Once you pop up those little tops of those plastic bottles, when you squeeze again, everything can come out of it. So Make sure they pop back down, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those chubby gorilla tops. Oh, boy. I've had that happen when I've tried to take that last little bit and try to marry some bottles together. And then you have to make sure that you pop that top on well. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do want to say, I do want to say, I, I, the industry is well aware of this problem. And there are, from what I know, there are companies trying to fix this problem. While they'll be successful or not, I'm not sure. That's time will tell. But it's not like people are just like, well, now there's no nicotine in the U.S. That's not the case. There are there there is somewhat of like people trying to work this out and make sure that this industry, in terms of like craft e-liquid, stays stays alive. So, you know, you just gotta just stay in tune with the community. Um, you know, uh, stay embedded and stay updated on things, and you'll be you'll be okay. I mean, it reminds me a lot of the early days on UCF. It's it, a lot of it was networking. You know, where do you yeah. get this? How do you get that? Yeah. You know, and 
people, you know, a lot of it's going to be, you know, you have to be open to having people sending you private messages because a lot of people aren't going to want to talk about this stuff out in the open, depending on what it is. So, and you know, they do make the mistake about talking about the additive in the groups and where to pick them up. But I highly recommend that if you're going to post and ask about it, ask somebody to send you a private message because we don't really know what's going to happen and we don't want the few resources we have left to go away. Right. So just, just if you're going to make a post asking about the additives, just ask, you can ask using the N word and then say, please send me a private message if it, this isn't allowed on the group. You know what I mean? Just so that somebody will respond to you. And, and the thing about the DIY community is that everybody is super helpful. Yeah. And that's the it's, basic. It's community. tough. Yeah. Like <laughs> it, it's just, it's tough now, you know, like, um, I've been telling people for a few years now, like there, there's going to be the time where the curtain calls and, you know, you don't want to be stuck without any product. You don't want to be stuck without any, any way to get that all day vape that you need to keep you away from smoking, to keep you satisfied. And unfortunately it's, you might just, you might just have a hard time. It's not going to be, it's not, you know, as easy it is as just going to the shop and getting what you need anymore. Uh, that's just what, that's the fight that we're in for. And that's why, what Casa does and what all these all these other uh, advocate groups do is so important is because that access, you cut that access off, like I was saying earlier, a lot of people just don't seem to really have the drive to keep up on, okay, where do I got to go now? How, I have to, how do I have to do this? You know, so I, I feel for those types of, of vapors that they just don't take it as seriously because it's just not a part of their life like that, which, is, you know, most people can understand. It's like, you know, who, you know, who wants to keep updated on vaping so much like this? Um, but unfortunately those are the ones that are left behind with like these terrible legislations that get through. And, um, that's why, I, that's why ultimately what I, I think like this stuff is super important is because there's so many of those people that do not translate over into DIY and that just kind of, I don't know where they go. I hope they don't go back to smoking. I hope ultimately maybe they quit vaping altogether. Um, but you just never know. It's, you know, nicotine addiction. It's, it, it's a tough one. It's a, it lasts a while. You know, you need a, It's a, like a long, long-term battle. It's a long-term fight. And um, that's why vaping is so cool because it's it's just it just re you know it's like putting a seatbelt on it reduces your your harm by so much that it's just been so helpful and for people that are just kind of like in that in between period you know they're not sure if they're ready to kind of give it up yet but now there's just like such a an easier way or a more or less harmful way to to get your nicotine and you know. You, know, you, you just got to keep, keep updated and you'll be okay, basically, what I'm trying to say. What's funny, you said seatbelt, and in, re, in reality, vaping actually reduces health risks far, far more. more. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I don't know why I said that. Maybe more like a helmet. You're right. No, no, I use that all the time, but I just, I just thought I'd put <laughs> what is, that what, is the, what is the statistic for seatbelts as far as reducing harm? It's like 40% or something. 45 to 50, yeah. yeah. So is it like double that? It's like double the percentage. Yeah, essentially. Now I put a question up there, or not question, kind of a comment from Janine, because I thought this might be, Alex, I can you, I dropped the link in the chat for um, Wayne's website. He's got a calculator page on there if you want to pull that up. Um, but Janine uh, Timmons says, a gate slams down when I think of DIY. Math freaks me out. Uh, and also she says, where I live, I can only get 20 milligram Nick for DIY too. Um, but uh, a lot of people, I don't think, know that that calculators are available. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't have to do any math, really. You just use these calculators. This is what most of us use. Um, I, I've never done the math 
uh, in my head, to be honest. I don't even know if I know how to do the math. He's got some head. links, but that, that's Wayne's page. And then there's some links on there to go yeah. to the actual calculator. So the first two are the popular ones, the ELR, eLiquidRecipes.com, and then all the flavors. That's like an offline one, Hot Rods Juice Calculator, and then eJuice Me Up. So if you can't use, if you don't have internet or something, you can still use an eLiquid Calculator as long as you can download those programs. Um, and then these are also recipe showcase sites. So these are where people upload their recipes so you can, you know, um, use them if you want, mix them up if you want. Um, you can tweak them. You can do what you want. You can review them. You know, it's it's sort of like a, um, like a reviewing recipe showcase site that you would see on, on any other like food blog or whatever. It's really cool. They've been going on for, you know, almost longer than a decade now. So there's tens of thousands of recipes probably 99% of them you probably don't want to mix up. Um, the biggest problem I think we have in the DIY community is that there it's hard to like, someone's like, I just want a good strawberry. It's hard to say, okay, go mix this recipe up just because there's so many out there. You know, sure. just the sheer volume, the, the sheer numbers we're dealing with, it becomes a little bit difficult. But um, now the other thing that she said, it's was a good problem to have essentially. Right. And the other thing she mentioned was only having the 20 milligram. Now, you also have your one-shot things, don't you? Aren't they, I sure do. Isn't that a thing? Tell us yeah. about those. What are those? So if anyone's familiar with like the short film market in the EU and the UK, it's pretty much the I same know. thing. Yeah. Um, if you were to imagine like a short film product, but without any VG or PG added, it's just the flavoring. So if you were to just take your VG, PG additive base, you can just put the flavoring in there shake it up and you have a full completed recipe. So I do all of the work of, you know, all of the R and D in the recipe, putting the recipe together, taking the ingredients, putting those together. And then I just give you that final product. And then all you have to do is put that into your, your base, your VG PG uh, additive base and shake it up and you're good to go. And there's no N word in that. That's just the flavor. That's just the right. flavor. Right. And so it's not vapable. Made... You can't vape it. You can't just drip it on right, your oil right, right. either. You have oh, to no. manufacture it. It's yeah. highly concentrated. Yeah. Well, I was just wondering if, if, if have you thought about because uh, tobacco flavors are so available and still being sold in a lot of vape shops of doing things of making tobacco flavors taste not so tobacco-y for people who don't want a tobacco flavor? Um, what, what do you mean as in terms of like um, like? Well, because a lot of stores can still get, like, if they're under um, PMTA and they're still selling. They can only sell tobacco flavors? A lot, and say we end up in a period where, yeah, it's only tobacco flavor. Is there a way to? Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, this yeah. just popped in my head. I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you on this. No, there no, no. is. There is. And there's a right. ton of recipes for tobacco flavors that aren't so tobacco-y. Yeah. And Wayne has some really good ones, actually. Uh, which which is the one that you have that it's RY4U? Is that it? Yeah, there's a RY4U pistachio, RY4U, which is like a pistachio RY4. And RY4 is just, it's like the level of tobacco where RY4 is like the sweeter level. And RY1 is more on like the tobacco realm. Excuse me. And um, this one has like notes of pistachio and cream in there. And then I have another one that's like a cookie dough RY4. Because I don't, I like tobacco, but I don't like it like, you know, ashy and, and um, smoky in that way. I like it more in like, just like the leafy sense. Um so I like to mess around with that. But yeah, you can absolutely take tobacco flavors and bend them around and do whatever you want. You can add all different fruits to them if you want, cherry, blueberry. Um, there's no shortage of ingredients. You know, you can really do whatever whatever your heart desires in this. And, and I want to I circle back around to that 20 milligram um, question or comment. Mm -hmm. um, in the calculator, it will give you the option to put 
how many milligrams your actual nicotine is. So if it's 20 milligrams, that's perfectly doable. I yep. would recommend that if your nicotine is only 20 milligrams to use a VG based nicotine or additive, God, I'm messing up and using the N word. We're all adults here. You can say <laughs> Daniela says no more using the N word, say the additive or to say nicotine because the whole N word thing is making her. I was, I was like, uh, yeah, I know. As soon as I said it, I'm nicotine. like, that doesn't sound right. And then Daniela said something. So, the whole N word thing from now on. <laughs> yeah, generally, it was like, just get in the Facebook groups and start, you know, asking for the N word. Like, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> This yeah, may go horribly bad. wrong. That would be bad. Yeah, all right. Just say nicotine, yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, it'll, it'll give you the option to, but I would recommend if you're going to start with a 20 milligram base, start it with VG because you can add PG to that. Plus flavorings are usually made in propylene glycol. So um, it'll add to your PG and it depends on the device. If you want to go 50-50, 80-20, 70, you know, and so on. You you can do all of that in the calculator. You just put what you have and you put it in there and it'll yeah. do it for you. At the bottom, it'll give you how much you need to use of each thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna end up canceling. Yeah, the calculators are great. They'll they'll they do all the math for you. You don't have to you just put in what what milligram you have, how much you want to make, what your flavorings are, and then you press calculate and it does it. That's awesome. now I know I know uh you know we're we're very much in the realm of of liquid DIY right now but um for anybody out there curious about uh you know coil building DIY which is also very much a thing as well there are also calculators and I I've yeah. used them and I used them in the past um for wrapping round wire making your own coils and those calculators are also available out there and they're just as easy to use if you're curious about well I need a a coil at a specific ohm <clears throat> this is the wire in the gauge that I have. How can I achieve that? There's calculators out there that are also uh, very easy to use for that. Um, just to kind of move along here though, for, for people just getting into this, uh, say I, you know, all I've done is vape commercially bought e-liquid, but I want to get into DIY, but I have zero supplies just getting started, what are some things that I, I need outside of, you know, oh, I need this flavor, this flavor, but, you know, supplies as far as mixing goes and mixing safely, things like that. Um, what are some good starting point things for people to get? You can just use a scale, which is what most people use nowadays. Um, if you are like really, I mean, a scale on Amazon is like 20 bucks. You want one that measures down to 0.01 or the hundredth. Um, and there's one called the LB501. That's like the standard that everyone uses. And it kind of looks like this. I have it right here. Do you have yours? Of course she does. <laughs> okay, never mind. You get these on Amazon for like 20 bucks. If you're really tight on a, and I highly, highly recommend you get a scale. It just, it makes the process so much less of a chore. Oh yeah. But I still mix with syringes, so. Yeah, syringes are fine if you if you're really on a tight budget, you can use syringes and you can get syringes anywhere basically. Um, but it does make it feel more of a chore because there's just so much more cleaning involved and it's just I'll more. Say, of a process. I'll say something about syringes. If you're making under a hundred milligram, if you're making a hundred mil a hundred mil bottle, then then a syringe works fine. But if you're trying to make smaller bottles. 
back up, you guys. Yeah. What's a syringe for? You're going way over people's heads who have never done any of this. <laughs> They're thinking, what am I doing? Injecting it? Do you I have mean... one? Do you have one there, Logan, that you can show? Yeah, them? I can I can grab one real quick. Yeah, you're just using it to measure the flavorings. So you're so, gonna so need it's, like a... it's the little it's the little lines on the like the kind that you would give a baby medicine with. Yes. Yeah. And so there's no needle, you guys. Yeah. And it's got the little lines of measuring on there. There you go. It's well, a blunt tip. Yeah. So that you yeah. can pull your flavor. The, the problem with with using that, what Logan is showing right there, is that you can cross-contaminate your flavors. Now, I personally use syringes for a long time, still use them. Logan, you're muted. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say that's, that's you know, that's my downfall and why I need to get a scale is because it's like I measure out my flavoring and then I go wash my syringe and my needle and get everything yeah. clean and dried out. And then I measure out my my additive, mm -hmm. and then I go wash everything out and I clean it mm -hmm. out, and then I come back and I measure out my PG, you know. And it, it does make for a much longer Why don't process. You buy two more granted, I'm only really mixing like <laughs> one sixty mil bottle every week or two, so it's never been like a you know I I you know it's it's this huge headache, but it is quite a chore when I do need to sit. Are, down the, are those syringes expensive? Why don't you just buy two more? See what I need to do is I need to go to a syringe exchange so that way I can go get my Oh no, he went there. I knew I was going to go there. But yes, when I was using syringes, I always used the one mil syringes, and I bought a box of it so that I could just throw them away because I've always been the kind that uses it and throws it away. Uses it, throws it away. I'm not going to wash syringes i have a problem washing bottles never mind syringes so yeah that's the other thing i, I reuse a lot plastic. of bottles too think of all the plastic i threw away oh, yeah, yeah i got i used to recommend people check out syringes but the scale is just it's so much better just if you got drops. 20 bucks just get the scale because it'll save you so much time and in the long run it'll save you money and it'll save the earth and just yeah, a really important <laughs> A little important comment that we should say is uh, Pippus Live says, I can't stress enough, keep all of your DIY components and equipment way out of reach of children and pets. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, should, I should save that one, just keep popping it up occasionally because that's something you guys should always keep in mind, safety first. Just like with anything else that, you know, medications, detergents, same thing, yeah. you want to be safe with it. Yeah, and, and you know, some things additives should be kept in the freezer except for what you're actually using because additives once exposed to oxygen start to degrade so okay for, i have a question on that one i'll let you finish but then i have a question on the additive. for instance this is my big bottle of additive and look at the big red label so that no i mean like that's just me being crazy and then this is what the one I keep on my counter so that it's room temperature because when it's in the freezer, it's really thick. Right. Okay. So my question for you is um, just before, I can't remember if it was before PMTA or before the U.S. Postal Service ban thing, I bought, <clears throat> excuse me, bought three liters of additive and um I, they were, they were sealed in plastic in, I think a, like a harder plastic bottle. And all I had heard was put them in the freezer. So I put them in the freezer. And so we're probably looking at about a year now, but then I caught you guys on uh, talking to Phil and Demetrius when you guys were both on that back in 2020 or something. And mm -hmm. you all said transfer it to glass. And I'm like, Oh no, did I just ruin my additive? 
there's two there's two reasons why you move it to glass mm. immediately after you receive it the reason you move it to glass is number one to check quality control as soon as you get it i mean and now we're getting into weeds um right. just to check yeah. quality control the minute you get it so i transfer it so that i can see the color and notice the smell a normal human that hasn't been doing this as long as I do might not be able to tell the difference between one smell, the other, and one shade and the other. And color okay. doesn't always tell you the whole story anyways. Okay. Um, but so when you transfer it, if you happen to have received a bottle, uh, uh, bought something that was not good, you don't have any room to stand on if you've called them three months, four months, five months down the road. Okay. You hardly have any room to say anything once it's shipped and at your house, right. but it's a lot more likely that to save face, they will make it right by you. So that's one common? of them. I mean, is there a high chance that one of my three bottles is bad? No. Okay. You should be okay. But has it gone bad now that it's in the freezer? No, no it's <laughs> no. fine. You in haven't practice? opened it. No, no, still sealed in all the plastic. No, no, no. so like, uh, yeah, we're getting into the weeds. Like the reason we do like the glass, the argon glass thing is just, we're talking about like doomsday prepping, like 10, Ah, 20 years down the line. You know what I mean? Like this is like super long-term. So one, two years, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, you should. I know there's probably a lot of people I've seen online. A lot of people say, I know. I bought nicotine. Yeah. And they saw enough to, you know, they were doofuses like me oh put it in the freezer and then just did that i didn't look into it anymore. Yeah. I, I still have a couple in in glass because i mean the amount of additive i bought is ridiculous yeah yeah <laughs> if you're like planning on storing something for like 15 20 years and you want yeah. to do like everything yeah, you can to preserve to make sure there's no oxygen or light getting in there um but for for a few years if it's in the freezer and that freezer maintains like a cold temperature then it's going to last just just fine yeah i don't feel so bad because danielle says hers is in the freezer the plastic bottles they came in too that's what i did so i don't feel so bad i'm not the only one okay so we talked about a scale and if you get your additive you to transfer it possibly to glass bottles and put it in the freezer if you're not going to use it right away comment about that as well so when you open any of those glass, those bottles, at that point, I would recommend that you decanter it into smaller bottles because the trick with additive is however many times you open the bottle. I so, bought smaller bottles too. I did, I did do that. So once I unthought, I'm going to transfer it into the separate that's bottle. Right. Yeah. So I transferred into this because this is the one that I'll be opening and using and moving into but the other one, You'll even though I have it out, it's still it's still closed most of the time. So oxygen isn't getting in there. Oh, gotcha. It reduces the amount of oxidation. I only open it to move it into this. This one gets open often. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So right. whatever bottle you're you're going to be actively using to mix with, you want smaller and and you keep it out at room temp. Everything That's else you want to remain as sealed. Right. And closed up as much as possible and yeah. kept in the freezer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we said scale. We talked about additive and stuff earlier about where to get it and everything. So what would be the? You next? just you Maybe really just need a scale. Bottles. You just uh-huh. need a scale. You just need a, a bottles to use that you can pour your your juice into and the flavorings. That's basically and your VG and PG. So that's it. That's all you really need. And if you're getting 50-50 um, additive, mm-hmm. you might not even need PG. You know, it depends on how. What, it, what is that? 50 50 additive? What is that? The additive can come 50. either in fully VG, fully PG, 
pour in a 50 50 blend okay. 50 purple pgvg blend. Right. okay so sometimes you don't even need pg if you're subohming if you're going to be using higher nicotine and and you need it to be thinner to go into a a, a pod then you might need some pg but PG is one of those things that is very subjective to how you vape. Right. And then, and then you can go to some of these places. I'm sorry, I'm asking most of the questions, but I'm the idiot in the room. So, and so I'm asking for the other idiots watching <laughs> like me and have no clue. Um, but the, the, when something's like, uh, like commonly you people will see on their bottles that it's like says 70, 30 or something. And that's what <clears throat> that's what she's talking about as far as being PGVG. And so if you've got a 50-50 um, additive and you want to make that 70-30, you'd have to add either more PG or more VG to kind of get that ratio up to what you are used to or what Yeah, you the calculator will do all that for you. Right. It'll yeah. tell you all the math. And then the additive, the, the, not the additives, the uh, flavorings, where now you mentioned earlier, Lorraine's, okay? So you don't want to do that. Yeah. Unless you're you buying it from about Bull, that, <laughs> unless you're buying it from Bull City, who have the Lorans that are already clear, they have no food coloring. What you're avoiding is food coloring in your flavorings. There you go. Let's see that's yeah, a, unnecessary, and it'll it's just totally unnecessary. We don't know what that why they are energetic. I mean, no. my, my daughter's got autism and I took dye out of her diet. You know, I wouldn't want to inhale it. Red dye right. number 40. I don't want to be inhaling yeah, My mom's it. actually allergic to that specific red dye and to yellow number five. So yep, it's the red yeah, yeah the, I'm sure that that I'm sure maybe that's uncommon, but I'm sure that there are plenty of other people out there who either have allergies or sensitivities uh, to those dyes as well. So keeping them out of, you, you know, deeply inhaling them into your lungs is, is a good idea and for goodness sakes don't go to the grocery store don't buy any of the flavorings you see in a grocery store in a pharmacy none of that they're not concentrated enough you're going to have to use tons of it to even get a flavor out of it and it's not it, it it's not ideal they could have i mean they don't tell you everything that's in there it could have what is it? Sugar syrup? Is that what's in some flavorings that you should? Yeah, and and I mean some Super some low. food flavorings yeah. are are like an oil base as well. As yeah, just don't even. Beer. Yeah, Danielle wrote wrote like you know places like Bull City, like a like a DIY specific flavor retailer. You don't have to worry about anything like that. All right. of the flavorings are safe to vape. Um, I guess we're, we're sort of getting into a, a, a good question here that, that I think is is probably on some people's minds who, who might be getting in this or even some seasoned veterans out here is what are the risks? Um, you know, you're talking about specific ingredients here that could be problematic. You know, what are, what are generally speaking, I mean, when we talk about DIY and, and I think a lot of people talk about it, it's it is it's still very low risk. It's is it, I mean, it may not be as simple as, you know, making a cup of hot chocolate, but um, you know, the, 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 the chances of people being exposed to something that they're not, you know, while you're mixing is pretty low. Um, but, you know, in your experiences, you know, what kind of risks have you um, had to learn how to avoid and what kind of risks do you, you sort of educate people on, on how to avoid? I think the, uh, the biggest, the, like the main risk that you have to worry about is if you're just like not paying attention and you're adding too much nicotine or additive or whatever you're, it, that's the only risk that you kind of run. So as long as you're paying attention and you're attentive, it's really hard. There's, there's, there's almost no risk. 
you know, all of these ingredients are water soluble. They, they wash right off there. A lot of them are non-toxic. You don't have to worry about that. It's really just the nicotine that you have to kind of be mindful of when you're using it. And again, Hmm. if you're calculating it correctly with the calculator, it tells you exactly how much to put in. And if you put that amount in, everything should be good. And in, the, in all these years and starting as green as I did, I didn't kill myself or my children or my dogs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, think about how old DIY is. There's never really been like a horror story. I think the, the there's one, one story of a, yeah, of like a woman, yeah. uh, her kid got into like her freebase bottle, which is. She left I, a bottle. She left a bottle of a hundred milligram on a table without the cap on. On a, yeah, on a and that, that you I mean, can't really even attribute on. that to like a like a mixing malpractice yeah. or whatever. You know, yeah. that's more of just like an unfortunate accident that happened. The but. worst thing I ever did, and this is pretty bad, and it still wasn't, it still wasn't terrible. I spilled nicotine on my jeans, and I was in the middle of mixing, and it was just a little bit, and I didn't want to stop, so I continued to mix. So that nicotine is liquid and it went through my jeans and was touching my leg. Well, I didn't think nothing of it. It was very early on now and it, it got on my skin. Well, almost done doing my mix, you know, shaking it up. And all of a sudden I started to feel green. I started to feel that yuckiness. Nauseous. Ugh. Yeah. I, and yeah. that was hundred milligrams. I, all my clothes came off. I got in the shower. I took a shower. I washed it off with oil, like baby oil on my leg, because, you know, it's an, it, it's absorbent on the skin. So you yeah. want to get as much of it as, and I felt kind in of, motion for that reason. <laughs> I felt kind of sick for like three hours. So, I mean, it was not, wow. it was not good, but it was just nauseousness, like over nicotined myself. Right. It's like if you smoke too many cigarettes, I think, I think most people who've smoked happen. long enough have smoked you know, maybe one too many. And you get that yeah, listen to you, if you swallow on accident, you know, it's that yuckiness. Yeah. If, yeah. if you yeah. listen to, you know, the anti nicotine vaping people, you know, they'll make it sound like, well, they're as bad as the anti fentanyl people. And, oh my God. One drop. I, I just know it's insane. Die. I know. And it's just not the case. I mean, most people you're going to end up getting woozy, especially if it's just on your skin and you haven't swallowed it, you know, you're going to, yeah. you're going to feel nauseous, a little, a little, tingly on the face and stuff. I did want to share really quick before we go to the next thing is um, I'm putting in the chat a, uh, an interview that um, Jennifer did about artisanal artisanal vaping back in, uh, oh, what was it? What year was that? It was for WFUV. Do you remember oh, that one? Yes. Um, and then I'm also going to put here a link because Jennifer actually helped our Casas uh, president um, Danielle do because she did an article with Kaiser Health and Danielle said you were just so much help with trying to figure out because she hadn't really started DIYing yet a lot at that point. I think she did a little bit. I'm not sure Danielle can say in the chat or not, but I'm putting a link to that from the, I, I think I've got the Philly voice version of it, a link in there with Kaiser. And, you know, they talk about all this. So if people want to read up some more on this that, you know, Jennifer had, had, um, given tips on and that Danielle was explaining in that article, you can find that's very helpful as well too. I think Wayne was in that article as well. Was he? Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't read far enough. <laughs> I think so. Was I think I? he got interviewed. Remember when Kaiser was interviewing all of us? I think so. Yeah. 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 I remember. Yeah. I think I was in this article too. 
So really, as far as safety goes, uh, the biggest concerns are the nicotine, making sure you're measuring what you need to measure yeah. using an, an e-liquid calculator, getting your measurements right, and then just you know being mindful of skin contact. If you get, uh, particularly the nicotine base, uh, you get it on your skin, you know, don't, don't be rubbing your eyes and, and whatnot, wash it off. And, uh, and you should be good to go. And if you wash it off fast enough, you shouldn't have any side effects because I've spilt nicotine on my hands. Just don't want to absorb in, yeah. Yeah, it's and not I'm, like fentanyl. It, it's not like, you well, know. Fentanyl is not like fentanyl. Yeah, <laughs> fentanyl isn't even like fentanyl. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, don't be careless you know? with it. But, you know, because um, like the, I feel like if you're too afraid to use it, you might actually make a mistake and end up, you know. You know, just, just, yeah, it's, you know, just be, be mindful. Be and so day, you know, your additive should come with a dropper. So there's no reason why it would spill all over the place. If it does, just wash it off. It's fine. And you can wear gloves. I mean, there's thin, you know, gloves and wrinkles through gloves. Now, somebody has a question here about salts versus FT. Free base. Free base. Free base. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Thank you. I mean, our salt salts versus even... Facebook. <laughs> salt, uh, you, salt, I, know, I don't I need... Facebook too. I'm not Sorry, sure salts are really like a um, thing anymore in terms of like the DIY community. I, I, no? I just don't think I'm trying to think of places that you would even get it. I mean, if you can, if you can get it still, then I guess, you know, you can, uh, the difference is basically is just the delivery method of it. It does change the flavor a little bit and it kind of changes the vape a little bit. Um, but that's down to like a personal preference on how you want your nicotine to, to work. I've always been a big proponent of just freebase nicotine. I found nothing wrong with it. It works great. And um, and I it, it's as invisible as possible to the flavor experience, which is what I like. I don't really like to taste and, nicotine in my juice. And I even vape at a 12 on freebase in my pods. And that's perfectly, it's not harsh yeah. per se. You know, so, I mean, you can go pretty high. 50 milligrams is, okay, so this is the my thoughts and this is personal opinion on nick salts so they go in the system and hit you really fast <clears throat> and hard right but they also leave your bloodstream really fast me meaning that you vape more often so if you can transition from nicotine salt to freebase even at 12 milligrams because it is staying in your bloodstream longer you don't need to vape as much yeah, you save might more have, money. you save more money you might at first while you're making that transition but eventually your body will titrate to that and you should be fine yeah so nick salts are a little bit more short acting i mean nicotine in itself you know in the grand scheme of drugs is a very short acting stimulant um that's why yeah. You know, that's why, you know, a person who smokes goes out every hour to have one or, or whatever, because nicotine really does not last very long. You, you get a you get an initial good big peak and then you come down off of nicotine relatively quickly, uh, which can actually which is one of the reasons why nicotine can be so dependence forming for a lot of people. Typically, your drugs that are shorter acting, you use more frequently, it's easier to build up your dependence to them. Um, but Nick salts are, you think they're, they're even more short acting than, than free base. Yes. I don't know as though I've ever read or seen any like science behind that, but I don't, I don't doubt it because there are inherent differences between the two. 
But I've always kind of pictured that the Nick Sots were more for a lower, like a, a yeah, that's, that's weaker the, device, you know, yeah. for something like a pod or a single like because it, it gives more kick because you're not getting it from, you know, whatever that it is that it, I just buy my stuff and use. The it. idea is that I'm they're not an smoother, expert on it. right? What's that? The idea is that Nick salts are, are smoother, which is why you're able to get a, a higher milligram with right. less of a throaty kind of punch. Um, yeah. And there's definitely exceptions to that. I know people who, who uh, you know, drip on dual coils on like 0.12s and use 48 milligram freebase. <laughs> and that's, that's funny to each their own but that's um, funny because it went that direction because i remember the early days on ecf everybody was trying to figure out how to get throat hit <laughs> you know with yeah, those little yeah. five tens and stuff and and now you know now that well it, like the development of nick salt when when um that nicotine company um nude nude nick i think when they were yeah. like developing their nicotine salts it was mainly like a throat hit. It was a rebalancing of the pH levels in the nicotine and kind of figuring, because there was also like a hit version of salt nicotine, which actually was like, it hit harder than than what you wanted, which was interesting. There was like all different sorts of, of blends that they had. Um, but I think what ended up becoming popular was that you can put a lot more nicotine, which ended up having a more satisfactory vape in something like a Juul or a pod device. Nice. Um, <clears throat> So more like right, a cigarette. Kind of fed in, it, it kind of just fed more like a that. cigarette. Right. Yeah. You have something with lower wattage, uh, doesn't create as much volume in the vapor. Right. So less volume, or but to still when you have less volume, if you have a really low milligram, you're not getting very much nicotine into your yeah. system. Right. You want to be able to up it. But the downside with freebase was the higher milligram that you go, the, harsher, the more the throaty and harsher it gets. So for a lot of people who did want that higher milligram made transitioning off cigarettes easier, whatever, um, but didn't want that intense throat hit. That was, that was the ticket. That was the key. Yeah. 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 So it's a personal preference thing. It, you know, if you want to use salt, Nick, feel free, but. Um, I, I advocate a big DIY thing. Sounds like it's not a big in DIY so much. No, it was like a hot commodity at one point, but then it kind of. I mean, I have, I have a, a quart. It's just like more of, expensive. I have a quart yeah. of Nick Salts, and I primarily use it just to convert people off cigarettes, and only mm. for maybe. It's too expensive for me to, because I give away most of the stuff I do make to help somebody get off cigarettes. So I, I just give them their first thirty mil. And then their second one, maybe I 50, 50 it with freebase. And by the third one, they either go on freebase or they're not get. they need to go find somewhere else. To get their <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, and I think on a, you know, on a personal note, one of the, the beautiful things about DIY and in regards to nicotine is your nicotine level. Um, because I'm kind of an odd duck when it comes to my MTLs, which is why, you know, I personally use uh, one of Wayne's flavor shots, which I love. Uh, makes it super easy for me. Uh, yeah, it makes it super easy. Thank you. Thank you for the fantastic <laughs> flavor. Um, but uh, makes it super easy for me. And I prefer 10 milligram in yeah. my MTLs, which even in like the heyday of milligrams across the board in vape shops, 10 milligram was not a thing. You know, you typically right. saw zero, three, six, nine, twelve. 12. We kind of did this jump around three milligram uh you know increments 24 right exactly um I, I actually i mean i quit with 18 that's what i i quit with when uh you know i stopped smoking uh but for some reason and i was all over the place when i started like, trying to fine tune my nick levels for mtls 
you know, it was like nine milligram, 12 milligram, 15 milligram. And I just kind of one day tried 10 and I was like, that's it. That's it right there. So there's definitely and some trial and error. Easy to mix 10 milligrams too. It is really actually super easy to mix. Whatever the milligrams. size your bottle is, it's just yeah. that many uh, mils. You know yeah, what I mean? It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful that's round that's number. That's that that system works really much easy. better. 5, 10, 15, 20. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I, yeah, I definitely wanted to just highlight that for a lot of people out there. You know, if you're buying commercial e-liquid or whatever, and you find that, you know, I, man, I really wish that, uh, you know, my three milligram was just a little bit stronger, but maybe six is too much for me. You can play around in that, in that Nick level with DIY and get that 4.5 or five or something like that, that you're after. Um, because there are odd ducks out there like me who. I mean, who I like 10. Yeah. I like 10. 10 is smooth. Yeah. And it has enough Nick. I mean, I know that everybody has seen me right now. I chain bake. Right. So I can't have, so I said 12 earlier, but actually this is probably a nine ish because I vape because of the hands to mouth action, my nervous personality and stuff like that. So I can't be at a 12 or I'll be sick because I vape too much, you know? Uh, so it's, it's very customizable. That's the best part about it. And almost all my bottles are 12 ish, three ish, two ish, because if I go over a little bit, it's not going to make that big of a difference. You know, right. one extra drop is not going to make well, my We self-titrate. We tend to just, if we got enough, we just don't vape for a little bit. I mean, the same yeah. way with your smoking, you know, we don't sit there, smoke a cigarette, smoke a cigarette, smoke a cigarette. No, it's like, so depending if you get enough of a, of a dose of nicotine in, in me, unless you're like us, Jen, because I'm the same way. And I found when I went up to six milligram, because I was just burning through so much liquid, which I laugh when Wayne said it was so expensive back then for these little 15 um, milliliter bottles. To me, it wasn't as expensive because you you didn't have nearly the amount of vapor just going off into the ether. <laughs> so I felt like I went through a lot less uh, liquid back then. So it kind of evens out. But yeah, I I would I bought six milligram thinking that I would vape less because I was getting more nicotine. But because I'm so, it's the hand mouth thing, I still would do it. And then I get that kind of tingly in the face. And I'm like, but I did put it down a little bit more because I get enough and it's like, I don't need it, but then I'd want to, you know, I'd still want to do that yeah, thing. And so I'd like fight my way through. <laughs> it's like, no, I got to go back to three. It's like, yeah. Just, when they, they just put us back in the office two days a week. And let me tell you, I don't know what to do with my hands all day at work. Oh, I, I, I told them that. <laughs> I need to work from home. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're one of the people they made fidget spinners for. I have one. They yeah, make fidget spinner vapes. You can buy one of those fidget spinner RDAs. Oh, geez. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, but that's for the kids. That's for kids. Oh yeah, yeah. That's and, uh, and Jen, uh, I guess too. She's a yeah. target market. <laughs> yeah. I'm a I'm a 50 year old kid. But yeah, oh, I, I, that's just, you know, that's kind of the biggest appeal uh, for me besides cost efficiency. Um, and, you know, we can we can talk about that a little bit uh, in the grand scheme of, of cost efficiency, uh, you know, outside of, um, you know, taxes on nicotine and things like that, if they go up, like, what would you say really is is kind of the cost difference there? So I did the math in a video a while back. It's probably a little bit different now with the pricing kind of a little bit different, sure, but sure. generally it's like a 95% saving. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Which really? Is huge. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. Like $3 it's, a bottle. It's, a, it's, 
it's less like, than uh, that. Let me see if I can find the exact numbers. It, it's less. It's less than that. But I'm going with current additive pricing, current market gouging. It's about three dollars at this point. For, it was for like me to mix up a, a sixty ml bottle. For you to, I'm talking about a one twenty. Oh, okay. $3. So yeah. So my my dollar fifty bottle over here. Yeah. Yeah, so that I mean that was that was one of the that was kind of secondary for me. Uh, really, my initial goal thirty two dollars for you know fine tuning my oh, nick level. It. That was the biggest appeal getting into any kind of DIY. And I did dabble very little in you know full on DIY buying individual flavors and, and crafting recipes. I settled on one shots just because they're so simple, they're so easy to use and do. Um, but the first appeal right out of the gate was was fine tuning that nicotine level. And then after that, I was like, wow, this is so much cheaper. Not even, only can I get even. not only do I get the satisfaction that I'm actually after, but I'm saving a ton of money. Even yeah. buying one shots, you're still yeah. at a fraction of yeah. the cost. Yeah, yeah my margins on the one shots are, are not as big as you guys might think it is. It's his yeah. margins are tight, man. <laughs> yeah, even with all of Wayne's, you know price gouging and everything else. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's really, it's super. He's going to start twirling his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to say, so this was in 2015. So the pricing is probably a little bit different, but for a recipe with four ingredients, VG, PG, and nicotine, 100 milligram nicotine. At that, at that time, I was pricing it at $85. A price, the total price of an e-liquid would come to with three milligrams of nicotine in it would be 93 cents. So you're, you know, it's a substantial um, cost saving measure. It might not feel that way when you first initially purchase into that sort of. Yeah, but to be fair, Wayne, when you say it might not feel like that, she just showed me a bottle of 120 mil bottle that is costing her $30. Okay. Your initial startup price, if you buy everything. Everything all at one shot will be about a hundred, and I've I've done this math before about a hundred and twenty dollars up front. Yeah, that and that'll last like you. Yeah, but that'll last you a year, almost. Yeah, it'll but last you. For some quite people, long. that's a matter of whether or not you can get right the additive sure. you need. Sure. <laughs> right. and, and the additive isn't isn't impossible. It, it's not impossible. It is very. It's out there. It's just one of those things that. I don't think you can mention vaping when you order it and you can't even ask about it at these shops right. where, where they have them, especially where I get it. They're not, they're not vape friendly. The additive is not vape friendly. They're made for uh, other things, other items and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, no, they're actually lozenges and candies and other oh. nicotine devices, other nicotine things, just not vaping. Yeah. Now uh, Pippa's brought up something here. Um, that I was kind of wanting to talk about as well is says, says, do not resent your vape shops for making margin on e-liquid. They save lives. That's priceless. And it is, you have to admit that you have to acknowledge that they have overhead. They have a person standing there. They have lights that are turned on. They have to buy all that stock and hope that somebody's going to buy it from them. Yeah. So you have to give them credit for that. Um, and they have to make a profit. You know and they mean? have to make money. They got to feed their family. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody, no vape shop, Owners like gouging people and making a right. million dollars from their one. Well, and e-liquid manufacturers are also paying somebody to bottle those and to make it. And they're right. not, 
you know, there's a lot of cost that goes yeah. into making these products. Yeah. So you cut because, all that out like, in DIY basically is the, the right. thing, you know. And, just, and what I was going to ask was what, you know, there's a lot of vape shop owners who probably would, I mean, if there's going to be a much bigger market for people DIYing, what could vape shop owners do to attract some of those? Could they still make a little money off of it, but still save you a lot of money by selling certain supplies to you and have something that would be, what would be handy for I them mean, to have a building? It would be great if vape hmm. shops were able to sell Wayne's One Shots and a bottle of additive and a bottle of base, you know, it would be great. Although we don't see that as a viable option right now, because would they be considered manufacturing? I mean, how, how would the intended use part of it end up? I don't know all these details. Mm. And this is part of the reason I'm not on Twitter is because it's making my head joggle. Um, but it would, in a perfect world, that would be ideal if somebody could actually pick those things up at a brick and mortar. Right. It'd be great if any, has any shop successfully either switched to doing DIY supplies or or otherwise carried a kind of significant store of that for their customers? Well, I no, know like, uh, go ahead, Jen. No, because uh, the people that sell the flavorings don't want anything in their stores that will identify them as marketing or targeting vapors. And then the people that sell the additives don't want the flavorings because see, the problem is having both in one place. Well, I know there's are there are some shops that sell like they they sold base for a while. You can get nicotine, VGPG, and then they they would also carry some of my one shots as sort of like a you know on the side of like their regular supply of 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 e liquid that they would sell. Um, I don't know exactly how well that does, but I mean I'd be willing to pay a markup if I could go to a shop and buy you know a company's one shot, for example. Say a company sold had, had just a flavoring one shot. And it was just, there's no nicotine in the store. It's just one shots and it is what it is. I don't know how viable of like a business plan that is, but I would be willing to pay some sort of market for that. And I, I, would, would. I would as well. I yeah. would go in a shop and buy a one shot if I could just get my hands on it, take it home and finish the product myself. Right. Yeah, I don't, see a, I, I don't see a, a, a viable pathway of like a shop selling only flavorings that would then entail the customer to know how to do everything and put that all together. But a, a shop that just sold like a bunch of company one shots, um, basically it would be, it would look like what it looks now. Just, you know, all these products would just be with no nicotine in it, I guess. And you'd have to kind of figure that out for yourself. Or maybe there'd be some sort of unflavored nicotine That's base that would be, that would be passed through and they could sell that alongside it. Or you can buy that online flavor or something. Bands, you know, with all these flavor bands, they don't want people, they don't want the, the, tobacco product, which is actually something with the nicotine or now synthetic nicotine in it, um, is technically the tobacco product. And so right. that, so if, if, if that's unflavored because you're in New York or <clears throat> um, Massachusetts or whatever, those flavoring shots might be something. And even putting them, you know, if you had like a, <clears throat> like a mocha flavor, that you could add to a very light tobacco that would make it taste more mocha-y than tobacco-y, you know, that people could sort of doctor up the stuff that the vape shops are allowed to sell, you know, right. keep those, because the vape, it's just, we're never going to end up going all DIY. I mean, DIY, and I guess that's, 
as Alex calls it, the elephant in the room. DIY is not going to say vaping. It's just not. I mean, we we have to have everything that we currently have available available because the the you have to get more people who smoke to switch to vaping and most people aren't going to just jump straight into DIY, you know, even I didn't even Wayne did. And we all started somewhere before DIY, you know? Sure. Yeah, sure. It seems, it seems to me like, uh, you know, DIY is kind of one of those avenues that, you know, once you're already vaping, it, it opens up this extra avenue for, you know, customizability, uh, saving money, things like that. But as far as the, you know, the, the big question of can DIY save vaping, um, DIY for somebody, if, if you are, you know, currently smoking and you're like, Hey, I want to try vaping. I want to give it a shot. And then you walk in somewhere and somebody says, okay, well, here's what you need to do. You need to go get on forums, get involved right. into the community, find a way to get nicotine. Then you need to get into, you know, things like this to look up recipes, get into mixing. I'll, somebody's going to be like, whoa, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to check myself out and I'm just going to go smoke a cigarette. Um, but as far as, you know, the community at large um, or people looking to, you know, kind of find ways around what's happening right now or whatever, DIY is still a very, very viable option. Well, I, and I also I kind of I'll kind of push back on you guys and saying, like, I think the DIY scene, it's always been very solid and it's always kind of been like the backbone, I would say, of of most of the vaping industry. And I do think that it will maintain that. I don't think that DIY is going to go anywhere. And I think oh, that no. all the actors in DIY are going to maintain that. And I think because of that, it will maintain like the heart of craft vaping. Sure. So if we're just talking about like flavored vaping, you know, cereal vapes, candy vapes. I just, I think the only way to, to, to get that product in the future is going to be through DIY. I just never see that going to be, commercially available on the U S market in today's regulatory landscape. It just doesn't seem like it's ever going to be viable. So in that sense, if you enjoy that aspect of vaping, which I know a lot of people do, you know, I know a lot of people that they want to vape like blueberry. They want to vape water, but they just don't want to vape whatever tobacco jewel is out there, whatever Mark 10 product is out there. It just doesn't work for them. It's not satisfying. It doesn't kind of hit that, that satisfactory foundation that we need to, to, to stay on the product. Um, I think DIY can maintain that and allow that sort of internal growth to happen. And, you know, we've seen it happen just naturally in the beginning of vaping. We've seen right. the sort of complexity added on to vaping. That was all consumer driven. You know, it wasn't it wasn't this this industry wasn't driven by a big tobacco jewel type product. It was a consumer driven market. It was people saying, wow, that RDA, that Patriot RDA with that weird coil in there looks really cool and looks like it could help me stay off smoking. Let me try it out. And then you dive into this wacky industry filled with wacky characters and all sorts of stuff. And then before you know it, you're five years off smoking. You know, and, it's a, and, there's and now, a real heart in that, that I think DIY. And like, also, I would also say like the, the high end, uh, the high end mod community, the coil community, it's all aspects of DIY. It's all kind of bundled together. And I think that as long as that is there and as long as the UK keeps championing vaping, because we really need them to keep doing that, yeah. <laughs> then I think we, 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 there's just no way it will ever, you won't have it. You know, it'll I, always kind of maintain. I think, okay, so, so far in the DIY community, even somebody like me who has stepped away, I'm still there. There's nobody that has DIY that has, that I know of, that I've heard of, that has gone back into 
buying shop juice because the landscape is so dangerous and nobody wants to smoke cigarettes again that we've just we just held on to what we've got we all know each other it's a community still it is just like it used to be in the acf days still in the diy community it's old school vaping style friendly totally open to suggestions we have our trolls we like them. It's fun to make fun of them, you know? <laughs> it's drama. Sometimes, you know, DIY has drama in it. Okay. We're we're fine with that as long as we keep it alive because vaping cannot die. Yeah. 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 I I think ultimately it's um it's just a matter of like the preservation of like because that, that's what kind of where my heart is in the industry and like just like the overall sentiment of vaping it's like that craft aspect of vaping mm -hmm. that's kind of what led me off of smoking i really wasn't interested in i just enjoyed that craft sort of feeling about the industry it was really it's similar with like craft beer and stuff like that it was well craft coils you see people showing pictures yeah. of coils like the coil porn you know i mean yeah. I, I mean i i i live mean, with a builder there's so, so I, yeah. I watch him make you know, aliens and staggertons and, you know, fuse claptons and all the different things all the time. Yeah. And I'm still using round wire, which is, yeah. which is perfectly fine. I, I fall oil. back on, on certain <laughs> RTAs, MTL RTAs to a little round wire build, you know? Um, and, and again, for people interested <clears throat> in that, you know, there, there are a ton of calculators out there, just like the e-liquid calculator, like I said earlier, um, to, to get into, uh, to building and stuff like that. Um, but then you got the devices too. Even those, you've got high-end devices that are handmade, and you know, I mean, it, there's a lot of crafts side of this. And I think that those people, yeah, they'll be fine. And I think one of the things that I I was pushing back on was, and I know we're getting close to the end of time here, um, <clears throat> was that um, was that a lot of people say, yeah, I've seen a lot on, on the the social media lately, is people saying, well, just DIY, just DIY don't panic, just DIY. Or they get a little snarky and go, well, that's why I DIY. <laughs> and you're like, well, that's not going to help me. That's not going to, well, I mean, I have some liquid, but I don't put it in people's faces. But um, that's not going to help the people who haven't set up and gotten all the stuff they need ahead of time. That's not going to help the people who are still smoking. That's not going to help the vape shop owners, you know, so, or the, you know, people who already make their, their artisanal, artisanal type of liquid that they sell, you know, so I think I think the thing is is that we need we, the, the answer is we need all of it. We need DIY. We need to help people get DIY if they want to do that. If they lose their flavor, um, and we need to help people who who still smoke by have, making sure that they've got it's in front of them when they go to buy their cigarettes at the convenience store. If it's a jewel or whatnot, and then if and then if they use that and go, I need something else. And then they go online and go, oh, there's a vape shop, vape shop, vape shop, a vape shop in town. And they go over to that vape shop or they're driving by on the way to the gas station and see the big vape shop flag in the front and stop there. You know, and then we've got one vape shop in my town. One. I, I, and if he closes, I don't know what I'm going to do. You I know? think options is what we need. Yeah. Options. We need all the options. DIY is a wonderful option for people who have been vaping a long time, who have lost their flavors. It is, there is a learning curve, but it's not that hard guys. And I know that you might not, if you know how to make a cocktail, you, you can make an e-liquid. Yeah. If you, if you can, no if you can bake a cake is my, his is a cocktail. It, that's his thing. And me is if you can bake a cake. So that's, that's a little telling between the two of you all. Right? <laughs> 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 
Oh, okay. Well, um, <clears throat> yeah, like good. I, 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 here, so I don't know if you guys, did you guys anything else that you kind of wanted to add that you think is important before we wrap up? Don't go I back to the question. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. And I think that was the highlight of this stream. Um, and you know, we, we do still have some legislation to get into and we're already pushing, uh, time here, but, uh, you know, really like like everybody here has said, we need all the options, you know, their DIY for a lot of people is not going to be a viable option. Uh, as far as convenience goes, as far as hassle, things like that goes, you know, no matter what, there's never going to be anything, you know, more simple than, than pulling out a cigarette and lighting it, uh, unfortunately, but, um, you know, the DIY is, you know, like Wayne said, it's the backbone of vaping. How many e-liquid companies started out with somebody mixing liquid yep. or, or house lines or whatever? It's all consumer driven. That's that's been the, the foundation of vaping uh, and will will hopefully continue to be the foundation of vaping. Um, but, yeah, definitely thank thank you both uh, for being yeah. here and, and having this conversation with us. Um, On short notice, having... too. You guys rock. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I had I had Wayne ready last week. Yeah, sorry yeah. about that, Wayne. We didn't mean to bump you, but it was kind it's of. Good. Uh, I'm I'm good whenever, guys. Whenever you guys need to to chat about anything, I'm here. Awesome. Um, for for folks out there right now, though, that are that are just concerned, you know, uh, maybe whether they're concerned about regulatory the the landscape right now, or they're concerned about getting into DIY. Jen, do you have any you know kind of final clo closing thoughts for people? Not really. Just don't don't be afraid of. DIY, hit Wayne up, hit me up, hit the groups. If if you cannot get access to your liquid, we have something that we can got we we have we have a recipe that we've seen that is similar to whatever you described. We aren't I would say, and I'm I don't want to speak for Wayne, that we're not readily available at all hours of the day. But if you send us a message or if you post it in the group and tag us in that post, there will be people that will jump in there to help you and event and when we get in there, we'll see it and we'll either confirm or deny whatever they said. Yeah. Wayne, any uh any final thoughts for everybody out there today? Um yeah man it's um thank you for having me and you know to 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 all the vapors out there, you know I'm here. I'm, I've been doing this for a long time. I've outlasted a lot of companies that thought I wouldn't be here, but I'm, I'm here. I'm here for you guys. I'm here to help everyone learn how to make e-liquid and keep the spirit of e-liquid alive. And just know, and I like to say this all the time, we're all fighting to keep this here. Like this isn't like, I think a lot of people kind of get down when we, they hear the certain news and the legislation, but we're always fighting. Like there's stuff that I'm doing and behind the scenes that we're, I, I want this year forever. Like I don't, I want to keep vaping and the spirit of vaping and the craft aspect of it alive. That's kind of where I'm working on things and like what Kasa does in terms of like the consumer action, you know, we're, we're all trying to like, you know, do our best to make sure that you have access to delicious tobacco harm reduction products. And before Wayne's what uh, viewers leave, Kasa.org, C-A-S-A-A.org. Please join us. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kasa, mm. I, it, it's basically Kasa Media across the board on social media. Yeah. Uh, so follow us all over the place. Twitter, here on YouTube. If you haven't, click subscribe while you're sitting here right now. You're doing everything wrong. Click that button now. I promise you we're all worth it. Um, but yeah, thank you, uh, Wayne. And thank you, Jen, uh, one last time for joining us today. Uh, so we're, we're, we're going to we're gonna 
if you want to stick around for legislation, you're more than welcome to. Um, otherwise, um, you guys are you're both welcome to bounce out of here while Alex runs through uh, this. I'll stick around. I want to hear what Alex rundown. has to say. Let's hear what Alex has. To yeah, say. I want to. I always enjoy hearing Alex. Oh, cool. We have you have more of an audience today, Alex. Normally, yeah. everybody leaves. They're like, "All right, cool. I did my thing. Alex can do his thing." I'm this is the here. good stuff. This is what people come yeah. for. Yeah, and, and this is and we're here for vaping, not just DIY. If people misconceive people at DIY and think that we're just in it and selfish and just care about ourselves and our little DIY just because we can do it means everybody can do it. But that's not what we're about. We Yeah, I will remind you guys, I've been doing vaping. a, I did a vaping regulation <laughs> podcast when I started this, okay? So I'm I'm predating Kasai here, all right? I'm the hipster of the group. <laughs> and I, I'm a consumer. I buy devices. Like, like, I save my money on liquid, but I buy the heck out of some devices. I have a collection. Yeah. We're all consumers here. That's what that's what Kasai is. Consumer advocates for smoke-free alternatives association. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a bit of a mouthful, but well, that's why we're Kasai. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the uh, the acronym has a catchy ring to it. All right, Alex, are you ready? Thing. Are you ready do to the do thing. this? All right, let's do the thing, you guys. Now, Alex promised me that he could do this in one minute and 30 seconds. That's not true, you guys. But all right, so what do we have going on this week? What do we need to keep our eyes and ears on? I have a, I have a couple of tips act performances that will blow your mind as, as how quickly I can cram a 10-minute speech into five minutes. So sure. I could probably get this done in a minute and a half, but I'm not going to try to break the land speed record here. Um, <laughs> But we will, uh, this is, is not nearly as interesting as the discussion we just had. And I just wanted to take my own that moment to say thank you guys for joining us. Um, that was, it was great. Um, but we will get right into uh, the broccoli section of our, of our podcast here. Um, no butter, no salt, just raw broccoli. Just straight up broccoli. Um, the, the worst is, of course, the, the frozen, you know, pre-steamed broccoli that you reheat in the microwave. Um, so uh, going straight to Alaska, um, SB45 has made the rounds here on our podcast, and, and we sent out several messages to folks in Alaska. This is still a thing, and it is moving to a meeting, not another public hearing. Uh, this will be this coming Wednesday, March the 23rd. Uh, this is at 9 a.m. Just make sure that you, if you haven't already participated, even if you have already participated in this, Get your messages in to committee members, urge them to oppose this bill. It's a 75% wholesale tax on liquids and devices. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it's the same call to action that's been up. Always encourage people to add their stories. Uh, and I, I don't know that we have a lot of viewers in Alaska. We have a handful of members there, of course. Um, but uh, yeah, take action, get involved and oppose this bill. Um, the next one, is is kind of a, a feel-good story, actually, in Colorado. Um, there was a massive turnout for the hearing for HB 1064. And I would encourage everybody, uh, if you're on Twitter, it's, they're probably on Facebook too, I assume, uh, the Aver American Vaping Manufacturers Group, uh, Amanda Wheeler is, of course, sort of the, the, the leadership there. Um, they... It, I think she's sort of under the banner of Rocky Mountain Smoke Free Alliance uh, in Colorado. They showed up and just lit the place on fire. Uh, there was some outstanding testimony from a lot of the, the, the business owners that showed up. I, and as she mentioned, a few consumers showed up. 
Um, we've been sort of pushing people to, to, to make your contact before the committee hearing. Uh, and from a strategic standpoint, contacting lawmakers in it, that sort of tight range before a, a hearing actually happens kind of helps to soften the ground a little bit. It makes lawmakers a bit more receptive to the testimony that they're going to be hearing from people. So it's very, very important. Um, but there was a lot of really great testimony given at this hearing from, from the vapor side. It's the usual trash you hear from the tobacco control folks. Um, but I highly recommend people go and review this. If you are a shop owner, the testimony in Colorado is absolutely an example for you to take into any legislative hearing. These folks came prepared. I mean, goosebumps, absolute goosebumps listening to some of these shop owners talk about their experience and why they were opposed to this legislation. This was a flavor ban. Uh, it has since been amended. There was like six or seven different amendments uh, that, that happened at the end of this hearing. Um, and uh, so it now stands as it has an exemption for adult only shops. Now, uh, this is a workable compromise for the, the industry uh, to some extent. From CASA's perspective, this is still not something that we support. We want vapor products available in the same places where people see their cigarettes. We've said this all the time ad nauseum, uh, ad infinitum. Uh, and, and so uh, it, it, we are still urging people, still recommending opposition to this bill. Uh, but I will say, I understand that people's opinions on this vary. So uh, if you strongly support this just being a vape shop only kind of thing, that's your choice. Uh, but from the broader harm reduction strategy perspective, uh, we, we got to meet people where they are and they're buying cigarettes in convenience stores. Cigarettes are still the most popular, most visible tobacco product on the market. Uh, and they should be, there should be direct competition on that power wall behind the cash register at the gas station or, or C store. Uh, and people need to see interesting variety of flavors that can compete directly with cigarettes. And so um, we understand the exemption works for industry and it works for people, honestly. I would industry. much rather people maintain their access to a variety of interesting flavors than lose it all together. Um, but as far as our position is concerned, we want it all. That's just kind of how <laughs> it goes. Uh, and so if you are in Colorado, we are continuing to follow this through the process. The next step may or may not be a vote on the floor of the House. Um, there's a lot of talk that the public health groups are now going to withdraw their support because of this exemption, so it may not move any further. Um, but uh, if you are in Colorado, take advantage of the engagement that we've put up, make contact with your lawmakers and share your share your concerns or support. It, it, it's, it's totally up to you. Can I just say something on that really quick? Quickly, yes, yeah, please. Keep it short. Okay. I know this seems like it's it's a good option and it is in the short term for people to at least they'll keep having that that access to these vape shops. But don't forget that they work by death by a thousand cuts. So they will do everything that they can to slowly chip away at that. Mm -hmm. And just also remember that all of these bans are based on a, a foundation of sand of that these are going to stop youth from vaping, stop teens from vaping. And if they exempt the vape, and we know that teens aren't really vaping, the numbers don't don't hold up to that. That's pretty much all exaggerated. So once they do this ban, and then only vape shops are still available selling flavors, and those same teens are still getting those flavors, who are they going to go after next? So that's just something to keep in mind why we keep yeah. fighting this stuff, okay? Yeah, so um, the next state we'll go to is Hawaii. 
Um, Hawaii has had uh, a, more than a dozen bills introduced this year. And oh, I'm sorry, why did I go to Alaska again? Because they're all down here. Sorry, sorry, Hawaii, I got you mixed up with the total opposite state. Um, so Hawaii, uh, HB 1570 um, is, I keep getting this, I got this screwed up, I, I think. Oh, no, HB 1570. Yeah, I got Alaska and Hawaii screwed up in my head before I did this, and I thought, I'm going to sort this out before the podcast, and I totally didn't. You're doing um, an excellent job, sir. <laughs> I'm trying. So uh, this is just an update on 1570. Um, the, the call to action is still uh, still active. Uh, just, no, I'm sorry. The call to action is not active because the hearing has come and gone. Uh, but I did want to update everybody. Uh, I, I, I'll put this up on the website as, as we get more confirmation of what the next steps are for this bill. Um, but uh, HB 1570 is being replaced with language from another bill. Uh, this is uh, pretty much restricted to, this is just a flavor ban. I think there was a shipping just ban. Just a flavor ban. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm getting things confused between Hawaii and Alaska back and forth. I don't know why. Um, but uh, they have... Uh, replace, they're replacing that language with SB3118-SD2. It's the Senate language that this committee uh, apparently liked more. Uh, in, in this, uh, there is an exemption for products that, that get PMTA authorization. Uh, and then there's some weird effective date nonsense going on here, and I'm not totally clear on what it is. Uh, but like a lot of, like several other bills in Hawaii, uh, the effective date is like 2050 or 2030. Uh, I don't quite understand that. But in this bill, the replacement language, the effective date for a flavor ban is January 1, 2023. That may be moved to July 1, 2023. Um, so I, I just bring it up because we're it's still a thing. And Hawaii always has a ton of bills and a ton of committee hearings. It's very easy to lose track of this stuff. And this is like one of the years where I am actually following something through the process here and, and can <laughs> keep my eyes on it. Um, so, um, still a threat in Hawaii and we're still following, as I said, you know, almost a dozen other bills there. Uh, the last one is something that we did not have uh, an engagement up for, um, but this is kind of a good thing depending on, on how you, you think about it. Uh, this is in Indiana. Uh, it was SB 382. This has been signed by the governor. Uh, and what it is, is a reduction in tax on closed system products. <clears throat> so what was originally a 25% tax is now being reduced to a 15% wholesale tax. Um, at the same time, however, it imposes the OTP tax or other tobacco product tax on uh, alternative nicotine products, which is going to be your, your uh, nicotine pouches. Uh, and a uh, uh, is uh, and and heat not burn. Um, is, I'm sorry. It subjects nicotine pouches and what you might call alternative nicotine products to uh, the existing 40% wholesale tax uh, on OTP, and then heat not burn products like your Icos uh, will be subject to the cigarette tax. Uh, this is something that, that, that tobacco companies are aware of. They've expected this about a third of the states. Their definition already uh, includes the heat sticks in the definition of a tobacco product. 
Uh, and so people who are, are finding heat not burn helpful uh, may find themselves paying a lot more. However, uh, ICOS is not really sold widely in the United States. Yeah. Uh, and there's some legal stuff that, that uh, Altria is going to have to go through in order to bring that back to market here. Um, so not a huge hit to people right now, but wouldn't it be great when it comes on the market that it's a little bit more affordable than a pack of cigarettes? Uh, and so with that, that, that's the legislative rundown. Not quite a minute and a half. Definitely not a minute and a half. And one of these days I'll try to do it. In that you can, time. you can blame me. I'll, I got it. <laughs> yeah, when it's just me, I can probably do it quick. <laughs> I had to no. spout off there for a second. Sorry. You did, you did an excellent <laughs> job. Um, with that, though, that is going to do it uh, for us here today. Uh, thank you, everybody uh, in chat who showed up. Thanks for everybody who came over from Wayne's channel. Uh, thank you for everybody who's here for the always lovely Jennifer Winstead. Uh, so, yes, thank you all uh, again one last time. If you have not joined CASA, head over to CASA.org. It's absolutely free. We don't fill your inbox with a bunch of spam. Uh, you can get your heads up. All, spam. Your, all, all the all the calls. To, yeah, all the calls to action that are going out. Um, you can you, you get access, you know, to the to the blog. You don't have to even be a member to get access to the blog. You can just go check out our website. But we definitely encourage you to join uh, and, and sign up and become a member. Um, and and check out merch while you're there. The uh, the incredible Danielle Jones has some wonderful designs up right now for merchandise. So go check it out. Not what? only can you Kassa merch. Yeah, dude, Kassa merch. <laughs> Not only can you can you rep an awesome Kassa shirt. You can be a walking billboard for tobacco harm reduction. But you also can uh, can support our organization a little bit there as well. Uh, so, so check it out, check out the merch that's up right now. Hey, <laughs> yeah, go check it out uh, for, podcast, for podcast listeners out there. Uh, there will be two versions available. I know I say this every week and I will continue to do so. There will be two versions available. You'll be able to listen to this entire, uh, episode, uh, in, in its entirety. And you'll also be able to check out just the legislative rundown. So maybe you want to share it with friends. If people are curious about what's going on. You have a short commute to work. Maybe you just tuned in at the tail end of this and you want to just listen to the rest of it, as opposed to sitting on your, your YouTube or wherever and, and watching the whole thing. You can absolutely do that. Go follow us over on SoundCloud at Casa Media. We recently broke 200 followers over there, which I am stoked for because I work really hard on getting all of those podcasts up. So it means a lot to me if you guys follow us over there and check it out. Uh, otherwise, I think that's going to do it for us. We will be back. Flyers. flyers. Yeah. Tell them about flyers. Kristen. Okay. <laughs> uh, we got a great uh, suggestion last week on having flyers for vape shops. So Danielle, again, put some great flyers together and uh, updated our page. So if you go to, what is it? Uh, resources, I believe at the top, and then go down to printables and pamphlets or pamphlets and I can't remember what it's called. You can find it. It's on it's on the website. Um, I see the look in Alex's eye where he's yeah, navigating like the, the website right now. Um, I know that look. But yeah, there's, she made some really great uh, flyers and handouts for, for vape shops to get people involved. And again, the more people who know what's going on and they're in vape shops, you guys are on the front lines, the more people who are uh, uh, being involved and going to these hearings and doing all that, it's that Join Casa one is the new one. Um, the more chances you have on staying in business, because uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to try to keep you in business because we need you too. So um, get your... Print out a couple of these, put them up around on your glass cases and stuff, and then make a stack of them if you have to. She even put the little uh, 
what is it, Q, QC, CQ, I always get it backwards, code on there. QR, QR. QR, QR. I don't know why I said QC. Uh, QR code on there. Um, you can tell I'm so tech savvy is when it comes to that kind of stuff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so please take a look at that too because she put a lot of hard work into that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week, everybody. Same place, same time next week, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 1.30 over on the other coast. Google food, do some uh, time zone calculator work. Uh, to figure out what time anywhere else in the world. And one last thank you to both Jen and Wayne and the DIY community at large uh, for helping people out, always being an incredible resource, helping people save money, helping people navigate nicotine strengths and all of this stuff. You are uh, an incredible asset. So please keep doing what you're doing uh, and we will keep doing what we do. So be excellent to each other, everybody out there. Stay safe, have a great week, and we will be back next week.